When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We try to behave ourselves on the story, but y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As you can be, it's telling them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. Hey guys, it's your girl Claudia Jordan. It's Friday and we are back with a brand new episode of TGIF. Now, of course, we're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax. I hope you guys have something to drink. I'm not feeling good tonight, so I just got some tea. Uh, but get ready for this hot tea we're about to give y'all. Please welcome brand strategist Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Uh, what's going on, Claudia? Got your top button undone. That's almost <laughs> as happy, happy Friday. All right, how you doing? You good? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to escape this bug like you and Funky got, but um, I'm drinking tea too because I'm not feeling the best either. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna do this show though. Oh yeah, we are. We're gonna give the people what they came for. Uh, please welcome multimedia personality Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? I'm feeling perfectly fine. And see, you know why y'all feel bad? Because y'all don't do no self improvement work on unlocking your better self. And guess what? It's Friday, and I have showed up as my better self, and y'all sitting over there sick. That's what you get. Always picking on me. That's what you get. You know, that's because he probably gets some kind of stimulants in his system right now. So okay. he, no, okay. that's because he slept until 7.30. Okay. <laughs> and what am I drinking? Coca-Cola, please. What are you drinking? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola? That's it? <laughs> you remember Angela Bassett from uh, What's Love? I mean, uh, from uh, the, uh, what was it? Tina Turner. What you having? Coca-Cola, please. <laughs> I forgot, Claudia, you black like this and not like this. You don't know. But... That's one of my favorite movies, but uh, your Southern accent threw me off. Al, what are you drinking on tonight? Uh, just tea and water. Everybody drinking tea and yeah. non-alcoholic beverages tonight. Well, all right. Um, tonight is a, a special episode because we are celebrating Funky Dineva's birthday. It's your birthday tomorrow, right? My birthday is tomorrow. I will be 39 years old. Damn. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's it, baby. And you know what? It, it, it's so funny. It speaks to how long we've been doing this show because I've had two birthday celebrations on this show. How, how are you feeling and how do you plan on celebrating this new this new year? I feel fine. I feel broke because I'm largely responsible for paying for the yacht that me and my friends are going on on Sunday and none of those bastards are helping me pay for it. Um, <laughs> But no, I feel good. I'm looking forward to 40. You know, I always had this arbitrary thing in my mind that in 40, I wanted my finances to be a certain place. I wanted my career to be in a certain place. I wanted my better self to be unlocked. And um, I am ahead of my projections. So I'm I'm 40, 39. I'm good. Was the um, boat expensive? I'm 4,500. 4,500. That's a lot. So no one's putting in on it? No, but that, that's how me and my friends roll. Like if, if if it's somebody's birthday and you invited everybody and made them stop doing what they have to do, 
to come celebrate with you, then you 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 handle it. That's not how it should go. I, I don't I don't I don't believe in I don't believe in that. Um, when it's your birthday, I think that people should like look out for you. I don't know because for me, I equate it to you inviting people to a birthday dinner then then i don't know like making them pay for you like i I don't know it ain't that big of a deal though it's what i wanted to do and hey you know what i'm saying we live in our best life for six hours on the water or whatever the case may be and the beautiful thing about it is at 39 years old i can afford to do it for my friends easily you got your phone on you right now i do just check it all right (laughs) Knowing Claudia, she sent him a cash Oh, Claudia, thank you so much. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> thank you. That, thank you. That'll go towards some drinks. I, I don't think I don't think that's cool when it's your birthday. <laughs> I think that your friends should rally around you and take care of you. I don't mm. think it should, you should feel bad. It's it's your birthday. But anyways, we'll get to that later. All right, Kid Cuddy uh, left little to the imagination when he posed naked with nothing but a Dior sock covering his dangling on the cover of September's issue of Esquire. Take a look. Y'all see this? I don't see enough, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... We need, thick- to move it. we need to move this show to HBO, honey, because they need to move that box. <laughs> I, have you seen the picture? The box, the box, it just has a sock on it, Q. Well, that's that give me a little more for the imagination. Well, you can see more in the picture. I'll send you the picture that I have so you can see. Mm-hmm. What, do, what do y'all think about this image? How do you feel about his look? You know, Kid Cudi always uh, is daring with his 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 image and his styling. You know, he did the, the kilt slash dress thing on another photo shoot uh, that got a lot of attention. I love Kid Cudi and the adventures that he takes with his fashion. I like the gender bending. I like the way he came out and said he'd gladly do a song with Saucy Santana. I mean, he plays by his own rules. And for that, I love Kid Cudi. Okay. Al, what do you think? You saw? Did you see the picture without the square in front of it? I, t- I only saw the sock that's on it that's all i saw i don't know about if you want to send other pictures you feel free um kit cuddy as i i I learned more about him he he's really been through a lot of stuff these last five or six years you know he had a stroke um in 2016 when he checked into rehab because he was having suicidal tendencies and thoughts and he was battling with a great deal of depression I thought that this photo shoot was incredible. I thought it was nicely done. He's an attractive dude. I liked the way he toyed with transparency and vulnerability in the article as well as with the pictures because the transparency and vulnerability about his mental health and the state of his mental health, you never hear rappers talking about mental health and the need to seek help if you have mental issues. And then the vulnerability around his body. And I think that's why I was called Reborn because this guy, this is truly an illustration of a person shedding um, a very dark part of their life and walking into a very bright part of their life. And I, and I think it's amazing. Great job, Kit Cuddy, and excellent coverage, Esquire. Well, you're going to go deep and I'm going to go shallow on this one. I think he did the shoot with the sock on his thing because he knew he was girthy enough to fill the sock. Because if he didn't have it going on like that, he would not be agreeing to do a photo shoot with a sock. He'd be like, oh, no, no, I'm good on that. I think <laughs> like, yes. Well, uh, you know, he's 5'9". He's you know, it's the short ones, they say, right? 
You know what? I hear all kinds of things. You know, it's the short ones. You know, it's the skinny ones. You know, it's the old ones. I, I don't know. It's a crap. You want to hear what's funny about that girth thing, though? Me and T.S. Madison did a live show in Dallas one time, and mm-hmm. one of the strippers was there. You know how they wear those sock things uh-huh. or whatever? And as he was dancing, his kind of came off, and he had this contraption wrapped around his. <laughs> then put the sock on. So don't be fooled by the girth thing, Claudia. They got prosthetics that they can wrap around it and slide the sock up on it. You calling this man out. Trust me, I know. I have seen some things in my 49 years. Okay, moving on. During his interview with Esquire. Wait, how many things you seen? <laughs> uh, just seven. <laughs> uh, ladies, never say more than double digits because they're going to call you a whore. So seven. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> All right. During his interview with Esquire, Kid Cudi addressed the possibility of making amends with Kanye. Cudi said, with all due respect, I'm not Drake who's about to take a picture with him next week and be friends again and their beef is squashed. He continued, it's going to take a bleeping miracle for me and that man to be friends again. I don't see it happening. He's going to have to become a monk. And after that interview was published, Kid Cudi later clarified in a tweet that he wasn't trying to throw shade at Drake. But he was just trying to make a point that he's just not as forgiving as Drake. So he just wanted to be clear about that. What are your thoughts on Kid Cudi's comments? And does it seem like him and, and Kanye will never make amends? Al, let's start with you. Hey, I think it, it, it's even to the article about his rebirth. He said, listen, I don't want negative energy of any sorts around me anymore. He said, I'm just not having it. He doesn't care who it's coming from. If it's negative and it doesn't feed into him, then he doesn't want it around him. And Kanye, we all know, has some very interesting energy. So I, I support I support anybody that feels like a toxic person around them isn't good for them and they want them out. So I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't force anybody to be in a relationship that wasn't positive for them. My life got so much better about 12 years ago when I made a, a, a priority to like if they get on my nerves or they're negative, I feel they get I feel like their negativity is getting on me. I cut them off or I just keep them at arm's length and it will make a huge difference in your life. Remember, Kanye got mad at, at Cuddy for being friends with Pete Davidson. And he's just giving him right. hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold. Cuddy was on every single Kanye album and, and Ye was only on two of Cuddy's. So I feel like, I think Cuddy feels like it's a one-way friendship. Um, and you, we, I'm sorry. No, you bring you brought up a good point, Claudia, because we know that uh, Kid Cuddy, ever since he had that mental breakdown, has not gone on tour. And he said that when, um, when Kanye called him out for being friends with Pete Davidson, that Kanye's fans drove him back to that dark spot that he once experienced before his breakdown. I agree. Get that man out of your life. Facts. Q, what do you think? I mean, you're big on unlocking your better self and keeping the negativity out of your life. Oh, yeah. No, my better self, my better self, my unlocked self says (laughs) lock their asses up. Okay. I am big on forgiving and forgetting, but not forgetting what you did, forgetting you, okay? Stay your ass the hell over there. I, I am the king of cutting off family members and friends who bring negativity, toxic toxicity, or pain in my direction. So I feel what he's saying. Like, we ain't got no issue, but I don't want to be bothered with you. Rather you apologize 900 times or not, I don't want you in my life. And that's his choice. And Kanye seems like a bit much. Mm. it takes a really strong person to to deal with that and he's a dope ass artist and a lot of times those dope artists are a little cray cray like that 
All right. Speaking of Ye, he has uh, finally responded to being slammed by fans for selling his Gap clothing collection out of trash bags. Check this out. Look, man, I'm an innovator and I'm not here to sit up and apologize about my ideas. That's exactly what the media tries to do. Make us apologize for any idea that doesn't fall under exactly the way they want us to think. Okay, um, what do you guys think about how Ye wanted the gap display of his uh, clothing line? Do you think it came off as insensitive? Q, let's start with you. Listen, there's one thing to be an innovator and there's another thing to be an agitator. Kanye West is an agitator. He goes out of his way to get on people's nerves at times. However, Yeezy and the rest of that high price mess they sell at the Gap need to be sold out of garbage bags as far as I'm damn concerned, okay? I remember my mama used to, my mama was a single mama. And when my daddy would drop my little school clothes money off for the summer for her to take me school shopping, we could go to the Gap, get some $23 jeans. I used to be gapped out. Now them clothes so damn high, I walk past, okay? So they can put all that stuff in garbage bags as far as I'm concerned. But it was the one part about the article that pissed me off the most. Not only is you going to put it on garbage bags, but then they said they're not even helping people find their size that you got to rummage through it on your own to get your size. That's that's giving me very Goodwill vibes over that <laughs> If I'm finna come in there and pay that much money for a Yeezy anything in a garbage bag, the least you can do as a sales associate is help me find my size. What is his obsession with this like, like homeless inspired thing? Like going through trash bags and like holy clothes, things that look just, you know. It seems to me that he's mirroring the Balenciaga strategy around, um, you know, merchandise and merchandising, right? You I know, thought he was an innovator. I know. That's what that's what I was. I, I just feel like Kanye um should stick to being the incredible undisputed one of the most talented musicians in the 21st century leave this fashion house stuff to those studied fashion designers because if i saw my line that i worked so hard to create and put out smashed in a bag of trash sitting in the middle of the floor that's just nothing to make me feel proud about my line and 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 make me want to be a designer i i just don't, i just didn't get it i mean i feel like he has to create these type of merchandise merchandise and antics in order to cover up for the lack of skill that he has on the design side yeah just make some fly stuff and we'll buy it you don't have to do the gimmicks with the trash bags and all this like the, do you see the plastic mask that came out this yeah week? yeah wearing that all right y'all you I was going to say, I just want to be fair to Kanye. All of us are approaching 50. He's not talking to us. Them 23 yeah. year olds, the Lululemon, the Abercrombie crowd, they still wear that. The H&M, them, them, them kids are going up for that stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, Claudia, you you more lame, Brian and Al, you shopping out of J. Crew. <laughs> and, I ain't shopped at J. Crew. I'm shopping out of, you know, St. Gucci, John. right? So <laughs> Lane Bryant is for big girls. I'm, I'm a big girl. I'm a big girl. He called you Lane Bryant. Oh no! Meanwhile, he got a little cardigan on that looked like it came from the weather van. Remember the weather van? <laughs> a little raggedy store. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with the birthday boy and more TGIF after this. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF, yo! I'm in the chat, right? 
First of all, all the big girls in the chat are, are mad at you. They say, don't shave, lame for our head. And uh -huh. they are suggesting all kinds of stores. Spiegel's catalog, Chadwick's. <laughs> Spiegel. My mama used to shop out of Spiegel. Al looks like he wears Lee jeans, Chico's. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> well, they are going in. Oh, my God. I Shout out to Chris. It. Chris used to work at uh, Lane Bryant back in high school, he said. All right, now, if you're just joining us, we're celebrating Funky Dineva's birthday. Make sure you drop a birthday cake emoji in the chat to show him some love. And if you got no, any- No, better yet, uh, my cash app. It's dollar sign Quentin, Q-U-E-N-T-I-N, last name Latham, L-A-T-H-A-M. That's how you can show me some love. <laughs> Send, send send him some money, y'all. He got he got a boat to pay for this weekend. And uh, hey, if you want to send me any insults or or, or compliments to read in the chat, <laughs> I will read them as well. And oh, Al, do you have something you want to say to, to Funky for his birthday? Oh yeah, sure, Funky, buddy. You know, these last two years and a half, actually, we're going on three, guys. We're going on three years. I'm, I'm just so fortunate to meet you. I'm so fortunate to have you as a colleague in entertainment as a newcomer. I'm so fortunate to have you as a sounding uh, board for me when I'm calling you late nights to kind of understand stuff. Thank you for teaching me how to be resilient and, and proud and, and walk and live in my truth. Thank you for being the example of what an, uh, a consummate um, colleague and friend should always be. I really appreciate it getting to know you and I hope your day is filled with nothing but great things and you get every single thing that you want. Thank you, Al. Means a lot. Oh, look at that. Look at God bringing y'all together like this. So, <laughs> so beautiful. Beautiful. All right. We're going to keep the birthday love coming all show long. And cue the chat is lit up with a bunch of boats, dollar signs, and cake. Okay. Lots of happy birthday. All Thank right. You. No. Thank you, guys. Thank you, soulmates. They said you got more money than them, so they ain't sending you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, guys. Bishop Lamar Whitehead, the pastor who claimed he was robbed at the pulpit, has, has reached a new low. He's now challenging D.L. Hughley to a million-dollar bo boxing match after the bishop claims the two had a heated conversation on D.L. Hughley's radio show. Watch this. We don't got to talk, right? You feel the way you feel about me. I don't feel no way about you. But listen, what I want to do, meet me in the ring. I'm so sick of him. Dio Hughley responded to Bishop Whitehead's video and wrote, what pastor you know can put up a million dollars right now? Reading from the book of Scamulations, hashtag, beware of false prophets. Well, the bishop caught wind of Hughley's comment and wrote, Dio, you're a punk. You picked the wrong pastor to try and walk over. DL, let's work it out in the ring. All I need is one round. Whew. What are your thoughts on this unexpected beef between Bishop and DL Hughley? Uh, Q, let's start with you. Listen, we've already beat this horse as dead as we possibly can. This man is a false prophet. Anybody who goes to his church is an idiot. He's tone deaf. You may, you're coming under fire for how flashy you are and you choose to make the video in your Rolls Royce with the double R in the back with your gold encrusted Cuban link around your neck, steadily being flashy, putting up a million dollars, all the while your parishioners 
are going to church next to some stinking bodega where the cat be on top of the bread, okay? <laughs> and you just continue to keep digging your, your PR into a further hole. And like we've already said, it's not representative of all churches, but this is the reason why young people and millennials are exiting organized religion in droves because of these Instagram pastors. And I hope that after this week that this man is no longer trending across any platform on the internet. Mm -hmm. Okay, Al? Um, the bishop is back, you all. And Claudia, you asked where is he going to get that million dollars? He's probably going to get it from that insurance policy because they say a million dollars was stolen off of him <sighs> from the church, right? The best part about this, I have to give the pastor some leeway on this one. He said uh, he is not a punk in the pulpit. In fact, he says he thinks that there are people out here that can talk crap to pastors and speak to them any kind of way and bishops any kind of way. And he said, not today. He said he is ready to fight D.L. Hughley. Now, I think the pastor's behavior, like you said, is very much a clout chasing, uh, but it's also demeaning. And, and beyond demeaning, it's almost downright deployable. But let me tell you something. I am here for it today. I would love to see that pass in DL Hughley in a in a celebrity boxing match. Um, and who who runs that? Bitcoin? Who was the host of Black China? Bitcoin Rodney? They need to call Bitcoin Rodney. And don't y'all don't y'all remember? Wasn't Omarosa and a celebrity announcer of that match? Mm -hmm. And Flavor Flav and Flavor Flav was an announcer too. They need to get Omarosa, Flavor Flav, and Bitcoin Rodney back involved and put this pastor Whitehead and DL Hughley in the match. I mean, in the ring. I'm so sick of this this this. Oh, there's so many words I can't use on the show no more. I'm so sick of this jerk. I see you defending yourself and sticking up for yourself, but you cause a lot of these issues, Bishop. You 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 put the red meat out there, somebody bites, and you go, I'm not going to be, I'll go out like no punk and putting up a million dollars. Why don't you put up a million dollars to help your community or make your church look better? And someone on TikTok did a little expose on you on some of the jewelry you said was stolen. There was a ring that had like a big red ruby in the middle. You were wearing that same ring that I think, don't call me, I think you claim was you were robbed of this ring on another sermon. So I don't really know. Y'all might need to check them receipts. I'm no snitch. Oh, yes, I am actually just a little bit because I don't really rock with you. But it's just so irritating. Like we hear more about your antics, about your car and your jewelry than about your actual word. Like, what do you talk about? How do you help people? What are your thoughts on, on your community? How are you? What are you doing for the people that you 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 preach to? Because all we hear about is your antics and you're getting in, in, in beefs with, with real celebrities now. And it's getting a bit old and I'm actually kind of sick of you. I really am. I'm so, I'm tired. You want, you arguing people on Instagram live. You want to challenge Yo Hughley. You're calling people punks and you're a bishop. Get all the way the F out of here. You are not a man of God. You are a man of Satan, in my opinion. And clout. You're a man of clout. That's what you're a man of. All right, y'all. Anything else before we move on? I'm sick of him. <laughs> Ain't he little too? Mm -hmm. You look like you got that small man's complex. No, mm -hmm. remember, because he said D.L. Hughley is short. He said that D.L. Hughley's got the uh, short man complex, so it can't complex, be too yeah. short. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, during a candid uh, sit-down interview with the People podcast, uh, uh, People Everyday podcast, Tevin Campbell opened up about his sexuality. Campbell says, I didn't hide anything about me. I didn't try to act a certain way or anything. He continued, you just couldn't be gay back then. He also revealed when I came out to my family and friends uh, at about 19 or 20, that was it for me. And then on the road of discovering myself, I didn't know who I was. 
What do y'all think about Campbell finally clearing this speculation up about his sexuality? And did we need this, Al? I thought Tevin Campbell came out as gay in 99 when he was arrested for soliciting oral sex from an undercover cop. But he didn't come out. He was forced out. He was. He was for, oh, he so, was outed. Oh, he was outed. Okay, got it. Okay. Well, nonetheless, I really, I really feel like who everybody loves Tevin Campbell. He's so freaking talented. Um, this is a young man that stepped into the game at 12 years old. He was a, 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 a prodigy for a long time. Remember they said because, because of his four and a half octaves, they compared him to Whitney Houston. Um, he's overcome so much. The songs of, can we talk, um, tomorrow, tell me what you, my heart. Right, right. All of those things are things that I, I just remember being in the car and being in the home and just being at at, at uh, family reunions. And Tevin Campbell always came on. I have nothing but positive things to say about Tevin. Keep up the good work. Keep going with the with the self journey. I'm here for it. I think you're motivating a lot of people and especially a lot of people in the entertainment industry who feel like they can't walk in their truth. OK, Q, what do you think? I weep for him. Um, I truly weep for him. I remember what it was like being 12 and being 13 and being forced to be in these heteronormative boxes. I remember what it's like to go to family events and my uber masculine uncles be like, you got a girlfriend? What's your girlfriend's name? And, you know, I didn't have one. And those things made me so uncomfortable because that was not my truth, but it was the expectation of me. And I used to have to go to family functions and try to pretend, you know, I couldn't go over there where I was more comfortable with the girls. I had to go over there with the guys and try to play along and all of this masculine stuff that I just could not relate to. So I take the small trauma that I had on the family level and I try to apply that to someone like him who they tried to package as a sex symbol to young girls at a very young age. And that was very counter who he was on the inside. And I can only imagine the trauma that that caused him and why it took him so long to come out and say, I'm gay, despite the fact that we were able to figure it out. Because during his formative years, he received every indication and message that that is wrong. You're not supposed to be that. So I am glad that Tevin Campbell has finally gotten to a place where he can live out loud outside of all of that trauma from his childhood. Mm. Well, I think um, when I said, did he have to even do this? We didn't, everyone kind of knew that he was. And I look at it as none of my business actually, because uh, to me, his talent overshines any uh, his, his sexuality, all that kind of stuff is really none of my business. I'm a fan of his. I think he's an amazing talent and it's good that he feels comfortable now. It's sad that he had, it, it took this long for him to feel comfortable and that he didn't feel that there was a space for him to say that. But um, the fact that he is now is good. I think he's 41. I think he's about yeah, 40 like years 40, old. 41. But at 12 years old, that voice, man, he was everything and is everything. And I would like to see him come back out with a nice, you know, just get back out there and, and, uh, and continue doing his thing because it seemed like he kind of disappeared for a while. So I hope that wasn't a part of it. I know he's had some struggles in his life, but Tevin, congratulations. We're glad you feel comfortable. And you know what? I want to take it a step further before we go to the next topic. Let's not pretend like what Kevin is talking about right now was not a large part of Whitney Houston's issue, okay? 
her mm-hmm. sexuality and then being packaged in these ball gowns and bouffants. And it didn't make it any better that at that time, Clive Davis was also, you know, what he was and put some of that on her, allegedly. You know, you know, in, in his book, he comes out, well, Clive Davis eventually comes out and says he's bisexual. But I could only imagine if he was bisexual at 70-something, 80-something years old, that he was also bisexual when he was managing Whitney, allegedly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And all of that to be put on her. That was part of her problem, too. Yeah, probably a lot more than we think. I, I agree. All right, y'all, Los Angeles man is facing a whole bunch of backlash on social media because he went to McDonald's, a drive through while apparently being infected with the monkeypox. Take a look. So I had to go make a McDonald's run because I ain't got no groceries, you know, I ain't got no food. But I just wanted to make this video to remind y'all to be careful who you with because not everybody you with is going to with you. So you're saying to, to be careful who you F with as you go to a fast food spot, hand your money to the cashier and probably have some kind of human contact. I'm done with him. Q, what you think? <laughs> you know, I don't know if the worst part is that he went to McDonald's that he got monkey pots or that he took his big fat ass to McDonald's. <laughs> like, first of all, the story would have been so much better had he carried his big ass to Subway, number one. Okay, it just would have made for a better story, then I could have been like, okay, you know, he got to eat. He still got to stay on his weight loss journey. <laughs> I would have felt much better had he carried his, had he set shade or sauntered his big ass through the produce aisle at uh at Whole Foods. And y'all going to jump in the comments and say, am I body shaming in this case? I absolutely am. <laughs> With his monkey pox stomach hanging over the seatbelt. Yes, okay. They already pay those people at McDonald's under slave wages. They make them all work part-time hours so they do not have insurance. And then now he is going in there and spreading the zookeeper's disease across the McDonald's. And then y'all wonder why the ice cream machine down. I don't even want no damn ice cream McDonald's no more. I don't want none of it. He you know what, Al? The whole McDonald's. Al, he pretty much said it all. So we, me and you, we can just save our comments. We're going to go to commercial break and we'll be back with more TGIF. And happy birthday, Funky. After Thank that. you. Welcome back to TGIF. Keep those birthday wishes coming in for Funky. It's his birthday and we are celebrating him tonight. All right, y'all, listen. Uh, Prices out here with gas, inflation are super, super high. So anytime we can get a little savings, we are down for that. Uh, My tank was taking about $113 to fill it up. So anytime I can save a little money, I'm going to do, I'm going to go for it. Now we cringe at the pump and uh, and spend money at our restaurants. Everything is super high. Inflation is hitting us really where it hurts and it really hurts this is why i started using upside now upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas groceries or dines out now with every purchase i'm earning cash back thanks to upside download the app i did and i found gas that was 40 cents cheaper with the app now if you think this sounds too good to be true uh listen i've used upside and it really works upside is a no-brainer like i said saving that much money on gas and these times is everything. Now, in comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Now, to get started, download the free Upside app and use promo code TGIF to get $5 or more cash back on your first 
purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code TGIF. Go ahead and check it out and uh, get to earning. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back to TGIF. Now, tonight we are celebrating Funky Dineve's birthday. We want to play a rendition of Celebrity Roast. Okay, Al, you and I will take turns reading Funky and have a little fun. We're going to keep it light and respectful to our friend. Al, are you ready to play the roast of Funky Dineva? Yes. <sighs> okay, I'll go first. Uh, this roast is brought to you by Publix Lemonade, Botox, and antibiotics. <laughs> Al. Yes, and, and, and unlocking his better self in the IV clinic after drinking all night. <laughs> Go ahead, give me another one, Al. Give me another one. <laughs> Where that rich lady been at lately, Funky? I don't know. You looking real brown lately, wearing oh, off-label clothes, brother. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, Funky. You're the only person who goes to the gym more than DJ Khaled with less results. <laughs> <laughs> Funky, you, you should you should start a clothing line called Gentlemen Callers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, y'all wait till it's y'all birthdays, baby. Oh, uh, and, and close. I'm going to say, you are the most bougie, uppity, snobby man I've ever met that does not have a headboard or a nightstand. <laughs> <laughs> audacity. Get it together, Kapunky. <laughs> I love y'all, too. Oh, Lord. Oh, that made you done, Al? Uh, no, you know, I was just going to joke about that degree from economics from Florida State University that he has never used. Oh, man. Well, that was a lot of fun. And thanks for being a good sport. I have my jaws hurting. Was it us or was it a gentleman caller? Oh, y'all just Ooh. remember, y'all have birthdays coming up too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, to the chat, if y'all have a roast or something you want us to say to Funky, if we have time at the end, we can definitely get into some uh, soulmates roasting. So go ahead and give us some love for Funky or some some roast and we'll get to that. And, uh, and thank you for being a good sport. Oh, Funky. chat, please. All right. Uh, Al Sharpton told Page Six that he has been sticking to eating one meal a day for the past four years which consists of eating kale salad with boiled eggs, tomatoes, and cucumbers. Sharpton said, I eat around noon every day, and that's it. I have the salad at night, and I may have one slice of whole wheat toast because my doctor said I have to have some kind of protein. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, what are your thoughts? And uh, could you only eat one meal a day for the rest of your life? Hmm? <laughs> Why I started laughing is because since he lost weight, he kind of is given like turtle and then the food like pet salad and tomatoes and cucumbers is just like, it just made me think of my snack. So, you know, this is a very interesting crossroads, right? Because I could go left on the man of God or I have a decision to make and to go right. Are you going to unlock your better self in the second? <laughs> I'm trying to unlock my better self. I'm going, I'm going to unlock my better self. You know, as somebody who has been on a fitness journey for as long as I have been on, you know, I commend somebody like Al Sharpton, who is probably used to eating like five soul food meals a day for 50 something years of their lives. You know what I'm saying? And then at the last leg of his life to be able to develop the discipline 
in order to even be on any type of diet, regardless of what the diet is. You know, and a lot of us like to laugh because, yes, he does look a little weird and his face is saggy and head is big. But the reality of the situation is half of y'all ass in the chat can't even go two days on a diet. You know what I'm saying? Without sticking to it. Um, Claudia, every time we talk to you, you on a damn diet. OK, <laughs> so I give that man credit and props for being able to eat his salad uh, once a day. The only thing that I would encourage him to do is probably find him another doctor that will encourage him to eat two meals a day and not just that one. Because, Al, you, you, you sharp and you need a little more protein. OK, Al, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Funky on this. Um, the one meal a day and it just being a salad with a boiled egg and some tomato, it does concern me. But I mean, obviously, that's what's working for him. And I'm going to be selfish when I say this. But whatever it, whatever it is that he's doing that's keeping him on this earth, I need for him to keep doing it for another at least 10 or 15 years. Al Sharpton has been an asset and a pillar in the African-American community for over 40 years. His voice in, in civil rights and racial equality is not, it's, it's something that no one is really stepping into that space. So we need him around for a long time. So if him eating a kale salad once a day is how we're going to keep him around, I say eat the kale salad. Well, I believe that he got the gastric bypass surgery. So remember, he lost a lot of weight. So mm -hmm. his stomach's a lot smaller than, we, than it used to be. So he can't eat a whole bunch of food. I just hope he's getting enough nutrition for, you know, for, to sustain his activities. Like he's an active guy right, out right. here fighting the good fight. You know what I mean? Standing up for everybody across the country that, you know, where there's a civil rights violation, he's there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we do want him to stick around. But I just, I, I thought about when, when he said the diet, I was like, that doesn't sound very nutritious. But I know we can't eat a lot of food. So, uh, hey, if it's working for him, and yes, I have no discipline when it comes to food, my damn self. So that is a lot of discipline for that man to have. Well, I just want to say one thing. that It ain't necessarily true about them people with their bypass that they can't eat a lot of food. Because I got this one <laughs> friend, she got the bypass, and now she got to go get it again because... She her stomach got back. You can retrain yeah, your it, stomach. It, yeah, it goes it's big it's again. And she back. got she got big again. Damn. Imagine spending all that money and going through the surgery and you know what it is because it's a lack of a lifestyle change. When you get when you do that easy right. fix, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so what happened is I can't eat a whole McDonald's cheeseburger, but I can eat a quarter or one. And she just never changed her lifestyle. Right. And they got big again. All right. Well, oh, she kept her receipt. You know what? All right. You think they let you go back and say it didn't take? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a money back guarantee. Oh, uh, okay. We got I don't more think it comes with a warranty. <laughs> we got more celebrity surgery to talk about. Nene Leak surprised her fans on social media, revealing that she got a professional BBL. Leaks posted a photo, a video of her plastic surgery journey with the caption, I did it. I got a professional BBL with Dr. Okuro. Follow my surgery journey with Dr. Okuro at Georgia Plastic. I'm almost ready to show off my new snatch look, but I want you to be snatched too. Leaks also posted, I'm only looking to fix my problem areas. What are your thoughts on Nene Leaks' plastic surgery news? Al, let's start with you. Good for Lanethia. I mean, I, I, I really want Lanethia to do whatever it takes to make her happy. We know that Nene has been under um, the, not under the weather, but she hasn't been her happiest self. We know because Greg's one year anniversary of his death was this past Monday. So anything that makes Nene Leakes back smiling and laughing and cutting those jokes, 
then I say go forward and do it. All right. Q, what do you think? I love the fact that um, Nini is helping to dispel this whole notion that you can't be open about getting plastic surgery. But let's not be fooled. This did not come from the bottom of Nini's heart. Nini got that doggone surgery for free. Okay. She got that surgery for free in exchange for promo. I'm one of the Atlanta girls. I know how it go. And not to mention the last time Nene got her surgery, so many people booked her last uh, doctor. And I know because one of my friends went to her doctor specifically saying, I want the doctor Nene had or whatever the case may be. Regardless of how it got paid for, though, I love her transparency. And to Al's point, do whatever it is you need to do to make yourself feel better. Um, And since we're talking about plastic surgery, you can buy these teeth at Smiles by Dr. Heavenly. (laughs) (laughs) They're done. They're done. Okay. Uh, I saw the video and I just wish they would have made it. It just, it it, it seemed like a spoof at first because of the music. You know, I was like, I didn't think it was a serious thing, but it is. And listen, um, uh, Congratulations to her. I mean, if it makes her feel better about herself and her body, then then go for it. I'm all for it. Uh, me personally, I'm not touching my butt, but everybody else seems to be doing it. So whatever makes y'all happy, do what makes you happy. If that makes you happy, then go ahead, go ahead and do it. And we're not going to judge you. All right. During the interview with the Shade Room, Angela Kogan, who runs the uh, Perfection Plastic Surgery and Medical Spa Miami, said the male genitalia enhancements are more popular than ever. Kogan told the blog uh, that more men are getting work done down there in what reports are calling the daddy do-over trend, which is a penis enlargement that's done with either fillers or surgery. Kogan said surgeons are seeing a major shift in men getting plastic surgery, and the trend has only grown in in the years uh, since uh, the numbers balancing out to about 50-50 with men and women. Wow, they're catching up. What are your thoughts on this new trend, and would you guys consider getting a daddy do-over, Al? Would you get any, have you had any work done or, w- or would you? I would definitely do it. Heck yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. If I, I, I don't like fat. So sorry, I'm vain when it comes to that. So I, I definitely would, would be doing a, a domino etching and all that other stuff when the time called for it. Um, but let me tell you what was so interesting about this. I've never seen doctors mention their celebrity clients. So this particular doctor, she mentions Tiana Taylor. She mentioned Odell Beckham. She mentioned 50 Cent. She had pictures of, of Megan Thee Stallion in her, in her office. I'm just like, okay, so wait a minute. Tiana Taylor, Odell Beckham, and 50 Cent. Like, what procedures are they having done? And the way I read it, because we know, I think 50 Cent, well, I don't know. I can't say this, but I was thinking 50 Cent may have had the abdominal etching. But was she alluding to the fact that maybe Odell Beckham had the penile enhancement? Well, I read it and it seemed like how they got away with it is they mentioned uh, some facial um, procedure they do like, and then said such our clients are this in the same article. So if you just read it quickly, you'll think, did they have a surgery? But I think they got away with it by mentioning the facials that they do. Ah, It it kind of leaves us like, we think we associated with the surgery, but they may have just had, you know. Who knows? Because I was going to say, he's a professional athlete. He definitely doesn't need abdominal etching. Well, they do other things there. It's the penile part that freaks that um <laughs> freaks me out. I mean, I <clears throat> praise the Lord, I don't need it. But 
Even if, you know, not, not, that's my gentleman. Call us, honey. Wait, wait, wait. Who, whoever admits that they need it, though? No one ever says, I need it. No, yeah. everyone says they have a big thing. Everyone. Listen, I got references, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, nevertheless, even if I did, though, um, that's just not something I would do. You know, that, that's a very sensitive area of your body. And the, and the sad part about it is I'm not scared of surgery. I'm more scared of recovery. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, like, could you imagine what it was like going through the, the recovery in such a sensitive area and, 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 and can't use the bathroom or you make a mistake and get an erection or, or just whatever the case may be in such a sensitive area? That no, alone I... <laughs> would deter me. From from I can't imagine you going a week without sex. You're right. (laughs) Oh, baby, since I've been unlocking my better self, my body is a temple. That's part of what I'm learning. But you know what, Claudia? What are you talking about? All right. Go ahead, Al. Honestly, Claudia, I'm going to be transparent. I think that I would do the girth enlargement. Mm -hmm. Only because I've, I've found in my experience that people enjoy a more girthier situation like well let's just ask you claudia do you like length or girth is this an inappropriate conversation i like both but which what are we what are you most stimulated by um most women they say it's the girth nobody wants thin and, and long you know thin. that's irritating so yeah but it's a personal preference you know um, so one day when you have time, Google penile enlargement surgeries before and after, and you'll see some tragic before pictures where it's like, oh my God. So thank God that this is an option for some men because some of the before pictures are really like after the show, please Google this. I show this to my friends. I'm like, can you believe that this is even that nature would do this to these men? But like, what after, does it do? It may, how do you make it is really that The after is really that impressive. I mean, it doesn't go from uh, that to porn star, but but it's a it's a substantial difference. But the before pictures, it's so sad how some men were, were brought in, were born into this earth. I mean, mm-hmm. into this world. Like it's like wow, they 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 can't even probably clear the sack when they go pee. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even know how they pee. Like I'm, it's, I'm just squirming now, even thinking about that. Mm. All right, well, we're going to have everybody squirming at the end because right now we want to um, ask for your viewer questions that we'll ask in the very last segment. So if you have your questions, put them in the chat and we'll try to get to as many as we can. We're going to take a quick commercial break. <laughs> Claudia like girth. <laughs> I do. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. According to uh, Spectrum News, Dwayne Wade filed court papers to petition for his daughter to be allowed to officially change her name from Zion Malachi Aramis Wade to Zaya Malachi Aramis Wade, um, from Zion to Zaya. The petition was filed by Wade, state, by Wade, states he has full authority to enact decisions on his daughter's behalf and that he has notified his former wife and daughter's mother on of the legal action. What are your thoughts on this news? Uh, Al, what do you think? Hey, you know, I've always been an advocate of how Dwayne Wade and um, his wife have stood in this space of, of being very transparent about um, their daughter's uh, transition. I find it admirable. I find it empathetic and I find it progressive. And and I just say thumbs up for those two taking on that charge and, and help teaching not only the African-American community, 
but everyone in the in 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 society. Now, the only issue I had, Claudia, and we've talked about talked about this in the past, is according to the petition, he said that out of courtesy, he told his ex-wife that he was changing the name, and that kind of just threw me a little bit because I can't imagine that a mother would not want to be a part of their child's significant change in their life like this. And I just didn't like how that article read that out of courtesy, he informed the mother. I really think that that mother should have been involved in the process. And I would like to see the mother more in the public the same way that Gabrielle and Dwayne are surrounding their daughter's transition. All right, sounds good. Q, what do you think? You know what? My echo, my my sentiments 100% echo what Al said, and it was the one part that word notified triggered me. And, and I'm just going to go ahead and say, Gabrielle Union, you ain't shit. You ain't shit. Because as a woman and as a mother, it should be your job to advocate that Dwayne is as active with that other woman and that child. Y'all need to take the Jada and the Will Smith approach when it comes to co-parenting. Gabrielle Union, you would lose your shit if Dwayne got with somebody else, got married, got full custody, took that child and kept you on the outside as a woman and as a mother alone. It's not like that other mama was ever found to be abusive to those children or did anything sexually wrong to them as a woman. And a mother, you should be urging Dwayne for y'all to be a threesome love affair. You should, you, 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 so preoccupied with the trans part, but the the motherly love part, you just completely abandoned. And I just think you ain't shit for that. Mm. All right. Well, on that note, let's get to uh, the part where we just answer questions and talk about our lives. I'm going to say this. I had a little health scare. I went and got a mammogram yesterday. I put it off for seven years and I had pain for every single day for the past couple of weeks. And I was really scared, got my results back free and clear. So ladies, I encourage you and men actually, cause men get breast cancer too. Right, go right. get checked out. All right, we got some questions. Doing life with Coco, do any of you desire children ever? No. Yes. If I can get pregnant, I will. If I get pregnant, I'm keeping it. All right. Uh, Claudia, are you surprised Rod, I stay with Michael Blackson? No, I'm not. Uh, Simply Shamar, Al, what is the actual measurement? Oh. <laughs> That's Kevin, Kevin Wiles, funky. What do you like, girth or length or both? Both. Claudia, where would you move next? Ooh, New York or maybe Miami? Um, Come on down to Miami. I, I might. I'm waiting on some things. Uh, our dog. What's the uh, most embarrassing thing you've ever done live on the air? Farted. Farted. Okay. Hmm. On this show. He <laughs> wants to know how many people did you invite on the yacht? 12. Thames wants to know, Al, when are you getting married? Mm, hey, soon. Really? I mean, I'm hoping. Shit. Maybe uh, something to happen. And listen, I, I told you on the chat, I'm not answering any KJ questions. Y'all can ask me anything but that. So ask me about anything else. I have so many other things we can talk about besides that. Okay. Where is he? He's in his skin. Al, well, Al, when we going on a date? Incognito wants to know, when we going on a date? What's your credit look like? Uh, everyone, they want to know, what's our celebrity crushes? Can't think of one at the moment. Mm, can't think of one. 
I met all mine. Okay, I want to thank my co-host Al Reynolds, Funky Dineva. Uh, fantastic job. Huh? I, I, I had two of my celebrity crushes, and we'll get inside another time. Did you? Happy oh, that's wow. Uh, enjoy your birthday weekend. I always get who I want, Al. We'll see you next time. <laughs>